Hey, everybody. Welcome to Building Up To It. That's not how we start. Hi, Spiros. Hey, Matt. <laughs> I'm not Paul. You got to say something or else it doesn't go to you. You could just click on me. I could have. <laughs> really... I know that we got that out of the way. It's uh, it's time to restart this and do it again. No, we uh, we got some stuff to talk to you about tonight. Topics. Just... It's, it's a Lego podcast. It's one of the only surviving Lego podcasts. We had some comments, but we'll get into that right after we talk about our uh, license pending approval nerd weeks. Ugh. Or a I better name. You can just skip me. I did nothing. You did, did nothing? I do nothing? Oh, I went to Manitoulin Island. I saw my family. Family. Um, what did I do? I pre-ordered MP Black Arachnia. Does that count? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's nice for you. That's Amazon an exciting. Japan. I've got you know I ordered some stuff, but uh, nothing came in. I don't know. Pre-orders are always on the fence. Like, do they count? No, <laughs> they don't count. But when you're talking you about Beast Wars toys, it kind of counts. Um, I took a photo of Lego and, and toys for the Realm of Collectors photo challenge. That was uh, fun. I, I heard the theme and I thought, you know, I've got a pretty good backdrop for that theme. Let's do it. And I just grabbed some toys, put them out, took one photo, no editing, maybe a little bit of cropping, and I uh, uploaded it. I'm happy to have gotten as far as I did with... um. None of those uh, leap phone skills that everybody's mm. got. I didn't put lightning and lens flares and fires and things like that on it. That would have really changed the uh, tone to fire. Um, it got hot, and now it is the the hot season in the unair conditioned warehouse. So that's fun. We are we are currently in the two to three shower a day life cycle. That's uh that's what's in my nerd week is that it's two to three showers a day now. Chris has a Chris has a huge water bill in his nerd week. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) It's true. But um you know, we're not using any gas at the warehouse because no heat being used at all. What? That's it. Unless I think of more things, that's it for me, Spiros. Awesome. Uh, well, I uh, I went over to my parents' house because apparently my brother left a giant tote of his stuff when he came down from North Carolina. He used to live down by us. And... Uh, in that tote was a giant box of Star Wars Lego. So I unearthed about 35, uh, at least according to the stack of manuals next to me, uh, 35 vintage Lego sets uh, from Star Wars. So uh, I'm going to go through that box, make sure everything's complete and the bricks are intact, and uh, throw it up on my Bricklink store. Right on. I started by selling used complete sets. I don't know if it's the way to go on Bricklink, but it's a way to go. 
Well, oh, I figure I figure they're all bagged, so they're all together. So it will make the uh, verification process go a, a little, little easier. Little That's easier. fair. At least it's not all mixed together. Are you right. gonna inventory them or build them? Um, I'll probably inventory. build them pretty quickly. Like I'll do speed builds to make sure everything's there, and then throw them up. How many? How many missing pieces is too many to? consider posting it and finding the missing pieces um one missing <laughs> piece is too many um because yeah. i mean a lot of these are older like you know 2000 to 2004 sets so uh a lot of those uh actual browns and dark grays and light grays so and yellow faced minifigs and chrome all right, lights. So it's and, all the way back. It's ninety nine. The long, uh, long ago. Yeah, pretty much. I guess. Uh, I was hoping there was going to be like uh, original Slave One, but uh, I have Django Fett Slave One, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a couple years later. It's oh two, oh one, oh two. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I'm just. It's the time that the Slave One here. got like extra deep. Like it's it's when it's laying down, it's like taller than the rest of them. I don't know. Uh, why. The, um, okay. the model they went off of was weird for that one. Do you think Giant Man scales with uh, Omega? <clears throat> Maybe. Po- why do possibly? you still have Omega? I'm not selling sure. Omega Supreme. I mean, I've slowed down on my sales because general laziness and busyness. Um, but I'm not selling him or yeah. Year of the Snake or G1 or. Planet X Genesis. I'm not selling any of my Omegas or any of my Nemesis Primes. Okay, I didn't know Omega nice. held a spot like that for you. Oh, you didn't know. I see he's got one of the Star Wars planets in his uh, claw. Yeah. In his his claw. iron claw. Nope. Nobody, uh-huh. nobody, nobody like that. Is it diecast? The claw? No. Yeah. <clears throat> his plastic claw. My claw-like hands. <laughs> It's true. Matt, it's did true. you watch the Lego Movie two yet? Uh, I might watch it after we record if we <laughs> fucking hurry this up. Let's go. Didn't you say that last week? I don't know what I said. There's playoff hockey on last week. Mm. Anybody I mean, technically, there's still playoff hockey on. Well, is it on tonight? No, because Boston fucking Kriznest the Hurricanes. Are oh ready. yeah, they did. <laughs> Fuck. Anyways, I th- want. St. Louis to beat the Sharks, but I think the Sharks can actually beat Boston. If that makes any sense. No, I get it. I'd rather have St. Louis win just because I don't know they're closer to Chicago. So I've been I've been enjoying watching them play. Fucking what's his name there? Schultzy is Chris Nash in it as well. He's almost yep. going to beat Brett Hall's playoff record for the St. Louis. So that's nice. Kinda cool. Yeah. Brett Hull. It's exciting. It's the, exciting. The, the catcher's mitt on a human body. <laughs> what? Chris doesn't know what we're talking about. Next. Brett, I, mean, Brett, yeah, I was with you until that last part. Brett Hull's face looks like uh, <laughs> that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer took up smoking. Oh, yeah. And he was smoking okay. in his apartment. 
All right, we had some comments. Uh, LDN Bricks, which may or may not be London. I'm not sure. I forget. I might have known at one point. Uh, I've watched and listened to your podcast since the first show and thoroughly enjoy the content. Great mix of views and my kind of humor and a lot different to the run of the norm stuff out there on YouTube. Thank you. Yay. Uh, we had an interesting one from Kevin, Kevin A. Hankel, uh, who threw in the hashtag fridge large meat uh, <laughs> along with uh, a slew of other ones. But uh, this episode was brought to you by the sound of Spiros mashing the keys on his keyboard. Um, <laughs> and then it, then he goes into the part that I found interesting that we can uh, we can go off onto as a topic. But I guess before I read that, I should check the any other ones we want to talk about. Uh, there's also another podcast called Bricks and Bits, um, which that I sounds am, made up. It doesn't it. I am. I started. There's 49 episodes and they seem to be going still because the the recent most recent one is this week. So I am diving into that. I don't know how far I'll make it. It depends if I like it or not. <clears throat> don't they claim it's the best one? Uh, they were joking when they said that. Oh, were they? Yeah. <laughs> I responded, and they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know you would respond. Um, and now they're like, oh, my God, he's talking about that comment I made as he listens <laughs> to this in a, a week from now. Uh, we also had... Uh, fuck. Rick Gaffney's Big Earl, right? Yep. Yeah, but now I, he's Big Earl's Bricks. Did he change it on Instagram? Sure. Is that yeah, I think where he did it? All right. I think so, yeah. Um, he liked the guest that Spiros brought to the show. He had a lot to say. Uh, whatever he was doing was really loud. <laughs> I, wait, uh, so, that so, definitely threw so, me for a loop at first. I was like, who? So wait, guest. he enjoyed me as a guest, but I... No, he, he enjoyed much. the guest that you had that was loudness. Oh, aha. It's that, Sorry, uh, guys. It's that Sorry humor for your... from across the pond. Sorry for your free entertainment. <laughs> All right. So Kevin says only quote unquote big bang Lego themes are designed to live for three years. Chima, Nexo, and Jago originally. So that's what they call themes that are going to be three year themes unless they go longer. They call them big bang themes. I guess that's an internal name for them. Hmm. Uh, themes that linger longer are usually evergreen themes, which we've heard that before. Um, that's uh, your Star Wars, your city, your creator, your technic. Um, are there any others? Uh, somebody mentioned Minecraft. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if it's gone long enough to really obtain that title. But apparently now Ninjago is. is one of them. What's um, the term? Evergreen. Oh, the evergreen. Ongoing ones. Uh, so it is I mean, possible so that... Star uh, Wars would be evergreen. Yeah, yeah. Somebody was uh, actually this is all from a lot of this is from that first episode of Bricks and Bits that I just started listening to today is they are, they mentioned evergreen themes. And this was like a year ago that they've started their show. Mm -hmm. um, they had mm -hmm. mentioned that uh, they were guessing that Harry Potter might become another evergreen theme. And they they went into the idea that. Evergreen themes are good because if you like those themes and you're always going to get them, 
And I think that was a pretty one-sided look at the idea of evergreen <laughs> themes. They also, if you don't like them, they never fucking go away. Yeah. So that sucks. And the idea that when are we going to get any real creativity if it's like, there is no space, there is only Star Wars. There is no castle, there is only Harry Potter. Yeah, well... I just, you're not going to get any creativity. There is ships in space. It's... There's only one ship in space. It's a Millennium Falcon. The only creativity you're going to see is coming out of creator sets at that point. And they suck anyway, so. Yeah, they're pretty garb. Um, so he's, Kevin says, it is possible that the theme changes from one longevity classification to another. Anything else is usually a one and done wave. And I, um, I thought that was interesting that I was not aware that they had one-and-done waves as a plan. I just always saw stuff like Scooby-Doo and Monster Fighters as an anomaly. Like, oh, like something else was going on there, like a, a licensing agreement for Scooby-Doo or um, something seasonal, maybe, to do with why Monster Fighters didn't go past one wave, but apparently there are themes that they only plan one wave. There are themes that they plan for three years. Um, and then there are evergreen themes. So what do you guys think about that? I hate it. Muy interesante. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I mean, just to go back to like oh well if you like something that's evergreen you'll never be disappointed <laughs> i guess guess if that's I thought, what you want in your life see i was listening to a podcast and they had mentioned that evergreen uh like was in relation to the bricks that are more common that they like do the plant-based uh like bricks that's plants that are made out of evergreens. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That's literal and not like a metaphor. Oh, okay. So that guy has <laughs> they it are, completely they're wrong. Made of evergreens. What podcast no. was that? Does that go on the shit list? Um, that, what's the one you were listening to last week? Is that it's, uh? It's the same. It's the same one the, that I was listening to the last Bricks week. King. Yeah. Plural plot. Plural podcasts. Yeah, the All Bricks King. Uh, I also, Kings I, podcasts. I also listened to another one uh, that only had three episodes on Podbean. Um, Podbean. It, it was uh, it was um, loose bricks. So it was a clever name. <laughs> I liked it. Um, like loose change, kinda, uh, but not with with far less uh, conspiracy theories. Um, <laughs> conspiracy. That's what that's, Yeah, that's what sets us apart. Uh, no, but, um, nobody was... put nobody else puts on tinfoil hats for uh, Lego. I, I like the I like the loose bricks podcast. It was like three people. Um, they seemed fairly knowledgeable. At least two of them did. The other one seemed kind of uh, daft as in regards to like the uh, inner workings of retail. Um, uh, it was all right, but they only had three episodes and. The one guy had a lisp, which just drove me crazy Ooh. listening to it. Oh, so so what was the show then called? Uh, loose Bricks. That is no, Loose Bricks on your Podbean no, podcast. You're, you're supposed to hit it with a lisp. 
You're supposed to Luthbrick. Luthbrick. <laughs> oh man, I set you up for that one. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. it's been it's been a long day. I'm I'm not hundred percent. All right, so that's that's another one that's out there. Why do you think some of them um just kind of stop doing it after so few as three episodes? Oh, they're reasonably active on their Facebook page because I kind of did some digging to see if maybe they just stopped publishing on Podbean. Yeah, it's fair. Um, so they're still like on social media. It's just they're not making podcasts anymore. Um, perhaps they have like, they have like topics where they insightful at all, or was it a news show? Um, it was mostly like a news show, but I mean, they did talk about like what they were building that week. So, um, you know, it was more from the like adult uh, perspective. And it's funny because like one of the, one of the, I think it was the guy. Like, there's two girls and a guy, um, and the guy with the lisp was like, uh, "I don't like I can't stand the term AFOL. And it's like, what else are you gonna call them? <laughs> Like, they didn't refer to it as an adult friend of Lego. <laughs> uh, that's just creeper vibes all over. That's uh all right. So that's that. I I might have to check that out if um I can find it anywhere else. I don't do any of those podcast pusher services because uh, I'm a simple man with a desktop. <laughs> uh, so, it's probably it's probably on iTunes or something. I don't know. And no Apple products to my name. <laughs> Apple Ooh, yeah. Um, all right, so that's that's another one that's out there. There's, I mean, it's anyone and everyone has a podcast, so it makes sense that there's ton out, tons of them out there. I have been scouring them in hopes that I get some good ideas out of them, or I learn something I didn't know, or, or see something in a different light. And I don't know if that's why you're listening to them as well, Spiros, but I uh, I haven't found anything that's been great so far. Yeah, uh, nothing that nothing that really knocks my socks off. I mean, I'm st- I'm on episode Ooh. twenty of the Bricks King just because I just want to see if it goes anywhere or if it improves. Is that one still going? Uh, yeah, they are actually still actively recording. They had a new episode last <laughs> week, but how, uh, long, how long is it going to be till? other podcasts reference us and be like those guys are fucking dickheads <laughs> i don't know i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping we can uh we can now that we found them. some pod lego podcasts that are still active like there's a good chance they're gonna let's, be like let's just let's just start across building up to it. Those, those guys are dicks do you think those guys could shut the fuck up for two seconds why don't those guys talk about the new star wars sets Oh, and do, okay. The okay. I, I have <laughs> to. I have to. I have to. I have to put the bricks king on blast because uh, he's like, I'm not really a big fan of Star Wars, but he did two and a half episodes focusing on Star Wars sets. And if you did a drinking game where he said, "I'm not a big fan of Star Wars," You'd you be would. Be, you would. You would be. Yeah, you'd be dead by like halfway through the second episode. He'd be pretty, pretty fucked is up. He a, does he have a, any co-host or is he alone? He's alone. And that's, that's the big thing. Like, it's just a guy talking and I like podcasts where there's more, uh, you know, playing off of each other or, you know, Organic like two dialogue. friends talking. <laughs> yeah. Having a dialogue, not just 
talking into a mic, you know, spitting your thoughts out. All right. Well, I think uh, I think the more evergreen themes you have, it's good and bad. It's good for the stability of kids like buying these. Let's keep making them. Going to keep selling sets. I think it's bad in that they never take any risks. They never try anything creative or or innovative. It's just where's the city going to go this year? Is it going to go to the swamp? Is it going to go to the mountains? What's in that cougar garage? I bet it's a cougar. (laughs) I'd like some more I'd like some more creativity out of the themes and the more evergreen themes they have, the less chance that the more slim the chance that we'll ever see anything crazy like time cruisers again. Yeah. And hell, if if Star Wars gets any bigger, then we'll never ever see a space theme again. Well, aren't they, you know, they're taking a break on the movies, but they have the shows, so it's like, fuck, who cares, right? There's so many movies, though, that they they can just keep putting out better versions of sets that they've made in the past or like uh, vehicles or play sets or locations that they've never actually covered there's plenty of stuff they haven't covered in a in a a certain scale Uh, and there's plenty of stuff they haven't covered in a number of years in a certain scale that they can redo so they're just gonna keep putting out more star wars sets yeah like they 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 put out uh something from revenge of the sith um, the big ATAP, like it kind of looks like a giant frog mech sort of thing, and uh, yeah, I mean, what was that? That was 2007, 2006. So, I mean, that's they're revisiting stuff that's you know over 10 years ago. So, um, I mean, like you said, there's no shortage of things that they can go back. I want to see them start doing legend stuff. Just, you know, go total left field. Give me Dash Rendar's uh Outrider. They've done they did sets a few years ago from um I always confuse which ones which uh, either the Old Republic or Knights of the Old Republic. Oh they, yeah. Who cares? Cuz I did, did a couple seen... sets from those and I they might have even been a battle pack from one of those, and they've gone into that now. They did, never did an outrider, of course, but they've they've gone there was into an alternate some build. stuff. There was an alternate build for one of the Millennium Falcons that had the outrider as uh, like an official one on the back of the box kind of thing. Yeah, like it was online instructions. I don't know if I I knew that or not. Um, and it's it, I I hate taking the uh, opinion of the the adult Lego collector where it's like we already got this vehicle ten years ago I have it I bought it then I still have it it's like that's not how it works for most of the Lego consumers uh, if you do an ATAP whatever the hell it's called after ten years that is for first all intents and purposes the first one you've done for anyone <laughs> who's out there buying it. Only the diehards are going to know that one was made in the past. So it's sure. fine that they repeat this stuff and they have so much source material for Star Wars that they really can just keep putting out more and more of the same stuff forever and it's not a big deal. I just... 
maybe it's that I like making up my own story for the the unlicensed IP themes, all the space themes. Like they give you the most basic of narratives, which is only surmised from the the TV commercials. I'm thinking of like Blacktron One and things like that. You had the TV commercials. You had the uh, the advertising, the print ads for them, and you're like, okay, these guys are the bad guys because there's the police and there's Blacktron in the jail cells, and oh, there's uh, there's Futuron or there's Mtron, and and uh, they are they seem pretty helpless. They they really like magnets, that kind of thing, and you kind of <laughs> make up your own story for it instead of like this is the X-wing. It can never be anything else. Why would you take it apart? Thoughts? Magnets? How do those work? Uh, I'd take magnets back in sets. Bring me magnets. I mean, when do we get them anymore? Just in trains? I think that's pretty much it. Do we still, still in fact, get them in trains? I haven't bought a train in a while. I haven't either. I I think there are now those, like... um, the the magnets that are inside the plastic coupling it's not yeah. an individual magnet anymore it's it's like built into the a piece really safe magnet yeah safety magnets magnets how do they work yeah <laughs> i mean of course we all wish kids had more imagination now cuz that's what that's why the toys are like this right like if society was different and kids still made up their own ideas and didn't need a license IP, we would be seeing different Lego sets. No one care about Star Wars Lego and there would be space. But, you know, now with the way people intake pop culture and interact with toys, like they, they want the story to exist. And effectively, you could also argue that they, they want a, more of a story to play with you know so yes they have they may not be as creative but they're also saying like well i like the thing that has like this huge story that's existed for all these years and i can you know play with it longer because i have more to go off of or whatever maybe i think the best things lego has going for it right now are the lego movie one and two because every set is just so out there and wild and complete left turn from anything that they would have put out otherwise. I think the creativity is there for those. I don't know that they're going to go any further with those movies. If if we see a a second or a third or whatever wave for the Lego movie two, like six months, a year from now, and everyone's like, why is this coming out now? Like for, um, what do they do that? They did that for Batman and, I think the Lego Movie One did that. They just put out here's a couple more. We forgot about these. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think that'll be the last Sorry, bit. I had my headphones on, and I thought my house was falling over because there's like fireworks happening next door. I was like, "What the fuck is my dog knocking over my entire downstairs?" I thought maybe house. Oh, the dogs do run us dry. <laughs> yeah, we want more stew, bitch. <laughs> and the other As a good thing Jesus I think Christ. Lego has going for it is Ninjago because it reinvents itself every season. It's it's always wild. It's true. It's it's always different and 
they they make up a fiction for you because you need it. But if you didn't know there's a TV show, I think you would still enjoy it as a kid. Yeah, well, they name the characters in a way that you can kind of, if you've taken in any cartoons in your life, just based off the character's name, you can kind of guess what they're about. It's like, okay, his name is Psy Kill. He's a robot that kills people. Or like, you know. His whatever. name is Jay. He's blue. He's blue Jay. His... <laughs> it's Frost Dog. He's a dog who likes ice. <laughs> What's the actually... oh, his name is Cole. He's the black ninja. Cole is black. Black, He's black, not is black. the color of Cole. And he's the Earth Ninja. So where does Cole come from? The Earth. The Earth. Do you guys remember the Mystic Knights of Tirna No? No. Wasn't that uh, wasn't that like a Sentai or some kind of Japanese show that was ported over? No. Super Sentai. It was like a Hercules era but younger audience medieval Power Rangers essentially. It was like they each had a weapon and they controlled an element through the weapon and they fought evil. The Mystic sounds, Knights. Sounds like everything. Sounds what? like Super Sentai. Yeah, well, probably. I mean, yeah, sure. Anyways, I just remembered that. Mystic so, Knights. I said to um, to Kevin that uh, if I guess if a one and done wave theme does exceedingly well, pending uh, licensor approval, they could upgrade it to... Now, you know, I don't think they could. I was I was going to suggest they could upgrade it to a Big Bang theme, which is the three-year theme, but by the time they realize uh, a one-and-done wave is selling very well, I think it's too late to put into production more waves that would come out seamlessly. That's the thing about the three-year waves is they pretty much have the whole thing done by the time they they launch the beginning of it in retail. So I guess they couldn't be upgraded. I'm going to go ahead and remove that reply I made to Kevin now before (laughs) before he goes, you idiot. It can't be like that. So I'm looking forward to his next comment on this episode saying exactly that. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Josh. What was his last hashtag he had that I could not figure out what the hell it meant? Fridge large meat? Fridge one, large meat? The one before that. Um, Gang, gang, gang? No, fridge large meat. No, no, fridge large meat sounds like I don't know what it means. <laughs> fridge was that large meat was uh, the many names of Dave Ryder from MST3K. Were we talking about the machismo names? Oh, the characters? yeah. I'm the <laughs> oh, one Jesus. that has to tell you. <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm the one that has to tell you what we well, talked about last week. This is not a character for me. I'll send you a link. Don't worry. Uh, so that's that's that. Any any thoughts? Link on, is in my bio, guys. Any thoughts on the classification, the three different types of themes that we know about? I mean, they exist, I guess. <laughs> uh, we had more uh, to say in response to recruitment and reactivation and retention. Well, there's a we topic need, there. We need less evergreen, more variety. 
I, I agree, think, but I, I think it's a safe bet for them. Yeah, you, you're never. They're never evergreen. Also means we're ever fucking green, so they're never gonna stop <laughs> being evergreen when they might not be green if they. Like, how about we start 10 years of Bionicle and just, like, stop doing everything else? <laughs> okay, so that's uh, that's the comments we got. Uh, thank you to everybody who, who watched or listened or commented. We appreciate all of that. And uh, we had, right before we started, I saw a post, which I might have been from yesterday, actually, but I only just saw it because you know how, you know how the social media timelines are not chronological but apparently uh lego ideas celebrated their 10-year anniversary in late 2018 so in very much a bricklink a-fold designer program fashion they're launching a celebration for their 10-year anniversary at the end of 2018 in mid 2019 i thought that would get more out of you guys i'm sorry that's uh that's some awkward timing yeah, that's yeah. It's very similar. It's <laughs> Bricklink says, "Hey, we're going to celebrate 60 years of the Brick too, but we're going to celebrate it next year." And then Lego Ideas, which is uh, the thing that Bricklink A Full Designer Program wants to be, uh, does the same thing. We're going to celebrate 10 years next year. So, in uh, in a nutshell, they they uh, their blog post claims that they went over every project that hit 10,000 votes in the last 10 years but was not approved and they said let's check them all out again which i, I can't imagine i can't imagine it was the the full uh rigorous process for all of them cuz that's a lot of time but yeah uh the feasibility in any aspect can change over time for different licenses, different ideas, projects. It's not to say uh, a project that got denied for one reason eight years ago isn't perfectly fine to go through now because the climate has changed and and that IP is is a better fit now than it was then or something like that. Or so maybe they, one of their uh, IP overlords acquired a new company and maybe they can revisit those. Maybe everything is Disney now. So they're like, hey, it's all good. So they picked four ideas projects from the last 10 years that had all hit 10,000 and uh, were not chosen for one reason or another. And they have a special voting page right now. You can go on there. I don't know how public it is right on the ideas homepage, but I saw this on Facebook and the ideas blog Bring page, us. which is a take us there now. You you want me to take us there? I can take us there. Yeah, oh yeah. I can take us there. All right. Uh, this is the uh, blog page for ideas, which is one oh, of their. Oh, there's still. Look at eh? look at this. This URL here is extraordinary. Yeah. So Some uh, motherfucking three small things. <laughs> three <laughs> small things. One space thing. Stitch and Nathan Sawaya. So uh, this whole thing says about how you can go vote if you use this link. They have voting through June 4th, 2019 for all those four things. You get one vote per account, I guess, on ideas. You only vote once, and the vote is blind, so they don't show you which one's leading, of course. And I 
based on I like their... that because I I feel like people just go I'm not gonna vote because mine'll never win, or they'll also just go like I'm part of something I voted for this. So they Clear have this, this timeline here, which is nice. Uh, until May twentieth was entry intake, which I think that whole thing was privately done, where they figured out which ones they wanted to go for. May twentieth or June fourth is the voting period, and then the winner announcement is on June fourth, apparently. So sweet. Which uh, so it makes me think that all four of these are already approved, like. They're fine with making any of these four, yeah. but they only want to make one. If they're if they're not going to deliberate any more beyond this, then all four of these are fine. Or you know maybe they say, yeah. "Fuck you guys are making all four. All right, so looking at them, ready. we have looking directly uh, at them. Small yellow by Small yellow. So looking at this one, I like the idea behind it because it kind of says something about fans of lego i guess right it's some sort of monument but it's not that big but also they redesign these things so i think this with like maybe a bit of flair to it maybe some tile work might be neat I don't know how many of these they could expect to sell. That's the thing. I, I'm not sure what yeah. their goals are, their sales goals for ideas projects. I don't. I know don't if... think they. I don't think you can have a fan vote thing and expect sales. I mean, all you can expect is that the people who voted for it would buy it. So, that, say ten thousand people vote for this, it's like, did we just sell ten thousand of these, or people just participating? Yeah. So that's the first one. And the second one is International Space Station by XCLD. Which uh, it looks good. I'd never buy it. This is one of the more recent ones. They had ten thousand, I think. Yeah. I well, I mean that and Stitch. Yeah. Are quite and three small things. We've talked about all three of these on our show. So within a year and a bit. Yeah. So these are all way more recent. Which, than five uh, years. Yeah. Well, these these might be within two years. These are um, within two years. I don't know when uh, Small Yellow made it up there. That one might have been a few years back. I remember seeing it, but I don't remember when it was. That um, says something about the idea that they looked over the last 10 years worth of 10,000s. <laughs> and they wound up picking all ones from like two, three review periods ago. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we the, have Stitch the other by... Nine years. Stitched by Legoholic or Tyler Kleitz. Um, no, we liked this one. We thought this one could happen, and it didn't. I think it's interesting that this is done by one of the two guys that does Build Better Bricks, where I'm not sure if this is one of the kits you can buy already from there. I'm guessing they held back on it since it was on Ideas, but if it got rejected, then maybe they did produce it as a kit that you could buy. Right. And now they're going to take it down again. Down it goes. This is the one that I had voted for. I forget which one in this review was the one that got made, but this is the one I had my money on during Wasn't that. it Flintstones? Uh, maybe. Was it 
Shipping I don't know. Bottle, Ideas maybe. Project seems to be coming out every three months now. It's a little bit yeah. wild. I think that was like ship in a bottle or before ship in a bottle. So. And then the last thing is a Sega Classic Arcade Machines by Spacey Smoke. Yeah, those look dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think these will win this round at all. Um, I'm surprised well, they got the there. approval to get Sanic in Dimensions, so I guess this isn't too hard to get. But that with, within 10 years, is this truly one of the four that should be here? Or any of them? I don't know. I like, I like the small yellow only because I went and saw uh, the Nathan... So how do you say his name? Sawaya? Sawaya. 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 Um, I went and saw his exhibit when it was here in Tampa. So it'd be kind of cool to have that one. Oh, and a piece of a work of his work. Yeah, you know, it's like it's so funny because my nine-year-old daughter was like, "Why is the Lego man ripping himself open?" And I'm just <laughs> like, "I don't know, daughter." <laughs> like, it's, <All> right. <laughs> it's it's a poignant commentary on the internal struggle of the human condition of the AFL. So I I think it's just ironic or not maybe not ironic but I think it's interesting the idea that a Lego Ideas excuse me Lego Ideas project put forward by a Lego certified professional might get chosen and made into a set which then gives money to the Lego certified professional <laughs> I think it's just a the big old cycle It's just the rich getting richer it's too political. <laughs> I just I wonder what this three small things here would wind up looking like if actually made because I with the redesign. I, I don't think they're gonna you know NASCAR the hell out of these machines with all these printed or stickered yeah. elements. And they what they generally only they almost always only do. S- Printed for ideas sets, and that what we determined. So that'd be a lot of uh, a lot of printing, and they don't do too much printing. Maybe I don't know. I haven't bought an ideas set since the exosuit, so don't know. So, so it looks like the space station is. Oh, is are those comments? Okay, comments. So it has the most comments. Yes, they they don't they don't show you the votes, but they have comments on each one. Um, <laughs> there's also comments on this blog page, and my favorite comment is someone who said, "Please just give us Wally." Hmm. <laughs> they already did that, didn't they? Yeah, it's like sorry, so kid, you, you weren't born yet. I guess. Do you want a reissue? You could build Wally if you buy a couple of SpongeBob's. <laughs> All right, and then the uh, the last little discussion we wanted to go into tonight is that I had somebody reach out to me, uh, I guess in regards to my brick and mortar store, but uh, via email, with a, a picture of they have a a Lepin UCS Falcon built with the third party lighting kit installed in it and they wanted to sell it to me and Mm -hmm. 
I uh, I really didn't know how to respond because I don't buy that stuff, and I don't want to. I don't want to sell it. I think that's a poor representation of my store if I wind up selling that stuff. So I don't want to buy it because then I have to sell it if I bought it. And I also don't know at all how I would begin to price something like that. And I mean, you could take a big shit and try and sell it for 40 bucks. <laughs> I buy it for, well, if I buy a Lego for $2 a pound, then I have to buy this for less how much would I buy shit for? Uh, <laughs> I mean, two cents per pound. Bag of, how much is a bag of manure? <laughs> so, I mean, maybe I could look at places that pay you for plastic recycling. See how much they so, pay you So, you know, that. it's kind of like a public relations thing, right? Because you've got a guy here who may also have Lego that at some point he wants to sell you. And maybe he wants to buy some shit from your store, too. Sure. And that's why he wants some cash. The difficult thing is he's got something he thinks is worth something and to you and should be to the rest of the world is it's trash. Practically worthless because it is a knockoff product. It doesn't hold the same value as Lego. Most people would not buy it. And, you know, so you have to tell this person, like, I'm not interested in purchasing that. And they go, well, why? <laughs> Yes, I, I struggled with the email. I drafted up a bunch before I like sent one, and because I, I want, I, mean, I always want to be helpful. You, you want to be helpful, and you don't want to be dick. So you want to say like, "I'm sorry, I only buy genuine Lego products. It is all I sell in my store, and it's all my customers expect me to sell." Is a good way to go about it. Yeah, that's in, what I type, in... and then I had to come up with what's the second portion of that statement the portion where i make a recommendation or help them in some way because the first portion i don't buy that is like i'm not going to help you but i don't want to end yeah. up like that so what else do i say i said to him i would recommend uh doing some of the the buy sell trade lego groups on facebook and trying to move it that way right or yeah through facebook marketplace or something but like that. even a lot of those groups are kind of like we don't don't post knockoff products in our group and so i never really considered uh i never really considered the value of that knockoff stuff in 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 that how little value it has because <laughs> i i there's no amount of money i would give to take that from them. I don't like you wouldn't even do it for 10 bucks for a huge weapon set. You wouldn't no, even give them 10 bucks. It, there's more to it than the cost I paid for it. There's the storage and yep. uh, the, the time investment that it would take to figure out where it's going, who it's going to. And even yeah. the, uh, the coordination with uh Meeting them, it. like the, them handing it off to me, is time that I could be not doing that. Right. And I, I made me think about like the physical media, like all the DVDs and and stuff I have, where it's you're taking this in, but there's really almost no way to ever get rid of it. You are you are the end consumer. And the really cool thing about Lego is that you don't have to be the end consumer. 
on any genuine Lego, any Lego you buy has a value and you can you can offload it, liquidate it, sell it, whatever later. In, you might in not a make number a of ways. There's a number of ways you can do it and the amount of work that takes and the time you put in denotes how much value you can get out of that. So bulk sale, two to four bucks a pound to a seller, six to eight bucks for a buyer. And then beyond that is like sets, you set some way more work. And then there's like the full, the full Monty beyond that. Yeah. Um, it, Lego will always and have a none of those, you can sell it for. And but, when you have a Lepin set, it only, it almost only has any value complete with instructions. Maybe not even broken down. Some people may not even want to build it. But someone may go, oh, that's a cool Star Wars ship and it's built. I'll buy that for 20 bucks, maybe. Tell them to make a charitable donation to a local educational facility. Yeah, that's what I thought say. about. I, I, I didn't think about that at first, but I thought about that later in that that's what I do with all the non-Lego that comes through in bulk lots to my store is we donate it to a number of different uh, schools and libraries and, and clubs that the kids just want some Lego to play with and they don't really care. They just want some interlocking bricks. Yeah, so, so I have cool. a number of people who come by the store in some sort of frequency and say, you know, what do you got in the in the, the box of non-Lego? And I just give them whatever we have amassed at that point. So it's, it's what always What do you have getting, in the shame box? What do you have in the, <laughs> oh, yes, the other the trash can? Box. Trash can too. Um, and so that's always getting depleted whenever somebody comes in to buy that. But the the knockoff Lego, much like other knockoffs in in this in this world in this collecting world, they are one time sale from the manufacturer or the distributor to the end consumer. And once you have it, that is matter that is in your possession. It cannot well, be you know what? There, I, I I think the world of Transformer KO products actually can be okay, depending on what you're holding. I don't fully support full knockoffs, but uh, I know some of them hold some sort of value, especially for people who don't want to spend five hundred dollars on like a Bape Red Bape Primer. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you think that is? brand loyalty like the people who are loyal to the transformers brand are loyal in a different way than the people who are loyal to the lego brand a lego collector wouldn't want a leopard falcon generally at any cost yeah exactly but Uh, a transformer collector might be like the hell if i'm paying that big price which is the exact mindset of someone who would buy a leopard falcon like i'm not paying 800 I'll pay 100 whatever the hell it was. Exactly. For, and for you know, maybe, it's the same maybe, mentality. It's, maybe it's just because there's so many repaints of certain things. It's like, why am I paying these prices for everything? For something I just want because I like the look of it. Or yeah. I like to have that many primes. I like the upsize KOs and the downsize KOs of certain masterpieces. Like, that's something that doesn't exist. And although it is a knockoff product, it's not like I've chosen this size versus the official product of that size right yeah both right i got no both. i mean i'm i'm one of those that i do not like 
one one scale KOs. You know, yeah, and like I mean in the in the case of, you know, Bape and those highly limited release things like uh, i'm more lenient but you know if it's a regular retail release like just buy the official yeah for sure um i mean i did get a ko white mp10 before that 7-eleven <gasps> one came out because it was ultra magnus and that's what i collect yeah and it was there was no official counterpart available so did you uh did you sell it no, I'm not buying the 7-Eleven Prime because even though it's colored like Ultra Magnus, they still it's call it Convoy. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, look, there's my there's my loophole for not buying the 7-Eleven so Prime. you still have the knockoff one then? Yes. Okay, I didn't know if we were going to have another uh, fact point there where you're like, and I sold it and I didn't have a problem selling it. Like somebody bought it, no issues. Um, like, yes, I will give you money for that. That would have been a nice. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it was, top of that. that that particular KO was commanding a pretty decent price before they made a reissue of the KO. So, like um, one big KO that sold well was like the Evangelion Prime. Right, that thing was because like that thing was super like right limited. out the gate, it was four hundred bucks for a repaint. You know, and it's like, okay, I'm trying to think if I I don't have many KOs. I have one that I'm trying to sell, which is the YBB Trans Purple Skywarp. Oh, yeah. Or Hotlink. It's actually Trans Hotlink either way. It looks like Stealth Mode Skywarp, and it's actually a great figure, and it's great quality. Uh, and, of course, it's a color that's just completely ridiculous and wouldn't exist. Does, uh, does Deluxe have one yet? I'm sure it does. He probably does. He's got he's all sticky. he's got all the translucent stuff. It's yeah, it's pretty rad though. Um I would buy it again if I didn't have it and I was buying robots. Like I think it, I think it's pretty rad. Other than that, like I have knockoff perfect effect hands and feet for my combiner wars because they were better quality and like be damned if I'm paying thirty US dollars for hands and feet for Shitty, already overpriced Combiner Wars toys. <laughs> Wait, Plus, so they were knockoffs of the third-party hands and feet? Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. But they were also, like in the case of Computron, they were correctly colored versus the they very, were, dark, they the very dark brown that uh, they released for Computron. I was, just, uh, but also like the like the, the perfect per- effect yeah. ones, I bought some of those and I had a number of them, but they were loose and they weren't good. So I was like, I'm not paying this much for jiggly shit. And sure enough, I bought some of the KOs and they were better quality. And it's like, I don't know. Sorry. And then you ask yourself, did Perfect Defect put out the KOs themselves? Probably. <laughs> and but that's that's another topic for every other show. Um, yeah. So this 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 Lepin experience led us to a little internal discussion about how you can go on and say that I, I'm not going to buy the official Lego, I'll buy the knockoff because I don't. I think the official one is too expensive and I, I like the price of the knockoff one, but just know that you'll never ever be able to sell it for any money. It does not command a value. You paid the value. You are the end consumer. You are the sucker who bought it. You paid them, no one will ever pay you. 
with Lego, it's just endlessly versatile in, in the way you can turn it over or or hold on to it, whatever. But yeah. with, the, with the knockoffs, you you paid the price, and now it is yours until you throw it away. Yeah, and certainly, like, right now in my life, I'm unloading a lot of stuff. I'm unloading comic series I'm not interested in. I'm unloading toy lines I'm not interested in. And I'm having pretty good success right now. A small loss here, small gain here. Overall, I'll probably come out under a little until I start selling my G1s, and then I'll probably do better. Um, but that being said, I'm still spending money on things like Lego and vinyl, but... I feel good about it because these things like aren't losing value in the world ever. I've got, I've got a good amount. I've got an okay amount of vinyl and a lot of it has really appreciated in value Yeah. because I used to buy a lot of uh, pre-order vinyl from bands I liked and the pre-orders were often in like wild colors that they don't, and I don't think they ever disclosed how many there were going to be of any of those at the time. I was just like, the pre-orders are a blue one, so I guess I'm getting a blue one. I don't really care what color I get. And now the yeah. blue one's worth like six times what I paid for it in the first place. Yeah. Um, it... That can happen for plenty of things, but it really can't happen for knockoffs. <laughs> no, it cannot. Not no. not in the building block world, at least. No. You are you're playing pretend when you buy a knockoff. Yeah. And then I started thinking about knockoffs like this is a knockoff chair. This chair is a replica of a uh, a five thousand dollar chair. This is a five hundred dollar chair. Shout out to eBay and coupons. Um, (laughs) I really like this chair. I wanted to get it. I wasn't going to get the five thousand dollar chair because that's that's crazy. Um, And I I think of the five hundred dollar chair as being kind of the same level in in um perspective to myself it's the same level of investment like that's a lot of money for a thing but uh you know sure. furniture is expensive anyway so i don't think 500 is really that bad for a chair no yeah furniture is one of those things where you're if you're buying it full price you're you're ripping yourself off it's like certain stores like canadian tire here their business model is actually that they charge too much for stuff and then they just always have sales. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, so like anything they make and most pots and pan sets and all that stuff, they're like, kind of like, I would never pay that for pots and pans, but every once a month they're on sale for like 80% off. It's like, Oh, they're 80% off. It's like, no, they're probably retail. You know, but that's, that's the JC Penny method. It's, of it's, selling. it's almost or like Col- the, e- or a lot it's, of like, it's like the eBay, the casual eBay seller, the dudes who buy something and just post it for $8,000 being like, maybe someone will buy it. And like it's through some fucking miracle, someone does, or, <laughs> you know, whatever the case is. Some uninformed consumer happens upon it. Who sees it and thinks that's that's real exclusivity. I must have it. And then there's the, the idea that there are things you can buy where you have in mind, I can liquidate this later if I need to. Not that I want to, but I can if I need to. And then there's things you buy, consumables that you buy where you fully aware that you have it until it breaks and then you throw it out. Mm -hmm. Now, some people might see 
building block toys as that consumable. I've got customers who come into my store like once a week and the kids buy they buy like a Spider-Man figure or they buy a Batman figure every week. And they week. lose the head. No, I, I, mean, I don't know what they do, but they buy the same figures every week. And I'm thinking, what happens in your home that, <laughs> you know, A, you're okay with spending the same amount of money every week on the same figures every week. And because the do you, parents do you don't lose care. it, do you, do you eat it? Does the dog eat it? Like, that's just, that's, that's, uh, first world problems there. Is, you know what uh, I hear in the Lego? We need another aisle. Spider Man. Uh, his head fell off. And I don't know how to put it back on. I heard, I hear this, <laughs> I hear this in the Lego aisle a lot, actually, which is like, you already have that one. Yeah. <laughs> and the kid wants, like, a set they already have, or maybe the parents just, like, is, isn't there a gas right now? That's exactly that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> um, there's one. It's I really don't care for those ones where it's uh, it's me and then someone else and then me again. Yeah. Um, I I don't think they do a good job of conveying the idea. But right. oh, it, I know which I, one you're talking about. I the... I did see one that was Lego related where it was um, basically comparing a Unikitty set from last year to the new Hall of Armor Iron Man set. Because they're kind of laid out the exact same way. Oh really? yeah, the um, like Doctor Fox. Yeah, set. the the yep. doctor's exactly lab, and about. then the uh, so yeah, it was like the kid wants the Hall of Armor, and the 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 mom the, says we already have that at home, and then it's like what you have at home, and it shows that Doctor Fox uh, Unikitty set. Yeah, yeah, the what it's we already have that at home. The food we have at home. Maybe oh yeah. The movie we have at home, yeah, yeah. yeah my so. brother said, told me one. <laughs> Some my brother showed me one, which was like this guy, and he goes, "You know what? Like the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was actually a pretty good movie." And then somebody commented, "That's the Avengers Endgame we have at home." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I saw a terrible one where it was like, "Mom, I want the B movie." And it's like, Mom, we have the B movie at home. <laughs> and it's like the B movie at home and it's a it's a screenshot from my girl with Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> like where, <laughs> where, he, dies where he, gets, the he gets stung yeah. to death by bees. <laughs> I was gonna say these these references you guys are making are going over my head. Oh, I'm not, that was I'm not my, under, that was, that's that was, that's the problem is is it really a meme if you um don't necessarily understand it instantly oh i understood it instantly well, and so, so did my friend anyway. <laughs> but the league of extraordinary gentlemen is actually a yeah. Pretty good movie. <laughs> I think yeah i, I liked it damn you, you know damn you dorian gray i'm a big fan of uh hg wells invisible man yeah, he's in the he's in there. That's I, I I thought so. Dorian Dorian Gray, Invisible Invisible Man, Jekyll and Hyde, Captain Nemo, a Vampire Girl, uh, a hot vampire, and, uh, uh, and then two old humans, a British like, explorer. Or, yeah, no, a, a young human, an old human. Yeah, a, a, a young American explorer, and then an old British explorer. An old British explorer. is is the old British explorer Captain Nemo. No, that's is that just uh, a, no. It's ship. Sean yeah, Sean, yeah, it's like yeah, old Sean Hawkeye Connery. and young Hawkeye. 
but Captain Nemo, first of all, his fucking Rolls Royce is dope as fuck in that movie. Oh, he yeah. rolls up in the you mean sickest, the, uh, like, penguin roller? Pretty it much. is essentially the yeah, it is. It's like forty feet long and it's all engine. Like it's so cool. The guys run up with the guns, he's like, I walk a different path and he pulls out a sword and fucking kills them. Pretty cool. I might watch that movie. <laughs> now you can oh, watch sorry, Lego, Lego movie, movie too, too, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh any other thoughts on uh buying knockoffs and then being stuck with them forever joe do it again you you deserve you deserve to be stuck with it if you buy knockoffs yeah you do you you get what you pay for right oh man league of extraordinary gentlemen has a 17 percent score on rotten tomatoes Whoa. oh you mean it's you mean it's better than the new hellboy apparently What's your Hellboy score? Uh, I think it's still very low, but it wasn't that bad of a movie. It can't be that low. It was uh, 13 before it came out. So. Oh, 15. No. It's 15. So. <laughs> it's 15. <laughs> it is. Oh, but hey. It, well, Matt, Hellboy... what do you think about it? You're a huge Hellboy fan. I thought it was good, but it kind of watches like a movie where we didn't see the movie that came before it. It's just like Lego sets. Like, it's not a guaranteed thing that anyone who goes to see this movie has seen the last ones. Uh, it just like there's a lot of inside baseball, it seems, and it's like good if you've seen the comic. Like I know what they're talking about, but like when the P, like they should have structured the movie differently. There should be maybe there is a director's cut. I don't know if it's overproducing. I don't know what it suffered from. It just the final product is like hard to digest because. It's just out of order to me, and there's a lot of missing information. And, I mean, the cast was good. The effects were good. A lot of people say, like, there's really bad CG, and I think they're only talking about the weird ghost things, but, like, a lot of the effects were practical. I thought the giant fight looked really cool. Not the uh, Gordon's Fisherman ghost, though, right? (laughs) Come on. All right, Spiros, get us out of here. All right. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Building Up To It. Uh, Part of the Cool Table Network, a collection of like-minded podcasts, uh, which includes shows such as Plastic Fanatics, Enter the Realm, the Realm of Collectors podcast, uh, Toy Detox, uh, Building Up To It, our show, uh, Fresh Communication. How you prepared? Um, I'm still winging it. Uh, Fresh Communication, Nerd Rage Radio, Beer and Bolters, 30K, 40K, um, Sharecast Uncut, uh, Breaking the Mold, uh, Masterpiece Shitpiece Theater, Figaban, and Stasis Lock. Um, not all friendly. Not all family friendly, but part of a friendly family. That was truly in no specific order.